Welcome back to the Fun to Know podcast. On today's show, Michelle Osmond and Kimberly Weiss of the musical duo Hestina. I can be a bit of a pessimist, you know, about how things are going, but man, every single day finds so much beauty in humanity. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even gonna worry about this anymore. I mean, of course we're worrying about it every day, constantly, because we're afraid for ourselves and our and our peers, like people around us. But I just feel like we'll be there for each other at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you know what? All the coats that I don't wear this this winter, I'm just gonna hand them to somebody on the street. You know what I mean? Greetings and welcome back to the Fun to Know podcast with Dan Buskirk. Here we interview artists, writers, and musicians about their lives and work. We can be found along with past episodes at SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher under Fun to Know Podcast, always with the numeral two. You can find photos and more about our guests on the Fun to Know Podcast pages on Facebook and at Twitter, and would be delighted if you take a minute to leave a review of the show on iTunes or any of those platforms, or just send me a note with your thoughts through Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Just a quick announcement before today's show. I'll be the instructor of a new class starting in January at Fleischer Arts Memorial. Over five Thursdays, we'll be looking at some of the great works by women film directors in a film class called 50 Years of Women Directors. We'll see films by Agnes Varda, Claudia Vile, Julie Dash, Catherine Briand, and Lucretia Martel. It's an intriguing batch of films, and I invite you to check out more about the class at Fleischer.org. That's F-L-E. I-S-H-E-R dot O-R-G. Now on to today's show. Our guests are Michelle Osmond and Kimberly Weiss of the musical duo Hestina. Named after a genus of butterflies, the duo's 2016 nine-song release Blossom Time is a tour de force of harmony vocals, literate lyrics, and rhythmically propelled melodies that haunt along after they hit their climax. With the easy accessibility of modern music, favorite songs come and go fast, but Hestina's music lingered with me and got replayed regularly over the past year and a half. Visiting their website at hestinamusic.com a few weeks ago, I discovered that the duo had recently moved from New Orleans and relocated in the Fundano podcast's hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A few Facebook messages later, like magic, we were talking in our kitchen and even knocking out a few beautiful tunes live. What an ingratiating pair. We talked about New Orleans versus Philadelphia, early mixed CD revelations, religion, singing harmony, pleasing your parents, bars that never close, Jeff Buckley, the modern grind, and more. We'll also hear a few cuts from their release Blossom Time, available at iTunes and on other online outlets. Let's hear one now. You Don't Fool Me, which opens up Blossom Time, and then we'll head over to the Kitchen Table Studios for some performance and conversation. Sadly, we'll pick up there from mid-song as I struggled in real time to capture the audio properly. But first, You Don't Fool Me, from the Autumn Tone release Blossom Time, this is Hestina. Baby, and then two 
Great. That's Hestina. They are here at the uh, Kitchen uh, Table Studios here at the Fun to Know Podcast Center. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't be more delighted to have this uh, duo originally from New Orleans, New Orleans yes. now in Philadelphia. And thank you so much for uh, coming out. I, I hope you guys don't mind sharing a mic there. I, I imagine that's something oh, you no, might have I done don't before. Don't mind at all. Might need to pull <laughs> in a little bit there. I didn't brush my teeth far last far week. <laughs> Can you just, smell it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I have so many questions because uh, it's kind of uh, wild that uh, uh, the the way that you ended up here today was just because uh, I, I've really fallen in love with your record Blossom Talk, which the song we just heard, you found it out, is uh, is on the record. And I'd heard the record, I guess, about a year and a half ago. I ran across it, uh, reviewed online somewhere and got curious and uh, found the YouTube files and uh, was really knocked out and uh, tracked the it down. Files? I wonder what you heard. Or what oh, you yeah. found it on the YouTube? I found it on the YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh was it a live video or was it just <laughs> I, I think it was just your line. album, and I think okay. it might have been The Sirens even yeah, when I first saw yeah, it, which was an records. earlier name. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, I do a three-hour music show, and I'm always looking for new music, so I sort of process a lot of music, and I love a lot of things and play them and then sort of forget about them. But Hestina's really stuck with me, and it really, among the most exciting records I've heard in years, it's just uh, as a debut. I wish everyone could see the inside of this guy's house right now. (laughs) If our our record's sticking out, I mean, like, I guess we could just all over the plateaus of, like, CDs all across the walls. What's going on here? <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's music that that sort of um, uh, sort of uh, signals uh, you know a lot of old timey music and that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's also a lot of other uh, elements uh, happening in it, uh, and it all sounds very fresh. And the the perspective it seems very uh, yeah. very now and very modern. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is all good. It's crazy oh. for someone to have such like intense amounts of knowledge of music to just I know it kind of makes you feel like um special (laughs) (laughs) I I uh was it was so taken with the record I thought you know of uh, it's it's not too often that I really you know hunt down people to think about having them on the show but I thought maybe Hestina's coming through town at some point maybe they'll be through Philadelphia maybe I've missed them already and then when I checked online you've actually moved to Philadelphia which was a a pleasant surprise, and uh, I'm so glad that you would come out today. Uh, so you've been here for how long now? We've from been New here Orleans? since June 1st. Yeah, yeah. So what, about a little about five months now. What brought you to, to Philadelphia of all places? Oh goodness! Uh, drug addiction. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Can I get you to move in a little closer? You <laughs> mean to be like, closer? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I mean, let, well, in New Orleans, you know, being our our home front for since we were 
I don't know, maybe like eight years ago, we grew up like just north of it, north of Lake Pontchartrain. We um, kind of decided that like the New Orleans music scene was kind of maybe stifling us a little bit, right? We're just playing the same venues in front of the same faces. And uh, also touring the South is kind of difficult um, with major cities so far away from each other. Whenever we did finally come up the East Coast and make it up to the Northeast, we kind of realized that major cities were so close to each other. Yeah. And also New York City is so close by. We were so we were really like... well received as well in, yeah. in the Northeast. Like, mm -hmm. We felt like we had some sort of uh, pull towards the Northeast. When did you tour yeah. through here? Um, last summer. Was or it was, no, summer? it was like September because we yeah. postponed it. Yeah. It was like August, I guess. Yeah. Where did you play um, in New York? A handful of places, yeah. um, the Way Station, uh, Pedro's, Don Pedro's, Don Pedro's, yeah, um, Wayside Cafe or something like that. Mm, I don't know. And the I'm, response was great. Yeah, <laughs> no, the response was pretty good. Um, the Way Station was probably oh, the Way best. Station, yeah. yeah, I mean, and also a cool thing about New York was just like because it's so. It's so oversaturated with artists and, like, talented people. Like, every sound guy we experienced didn't matter if the bar had nobody in it. We sounded so Amazing. good. Yeah, sounded <laughs> so we're like, okay, like, New York is where it's at, apparently. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what's your, what's your impressions of Philadelphia after being here for a few months? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different than New Orleans. It's hard to move to a city. And, I mean, really even traveling you end up comparing places to yeah. new orleans like it's it so doesn't have this do it doesn't have that it, but it does have this and it, this is cool it's got that like you know so i mean it's been like bittersweet so far but it's it's nice we're, to be in a new place yeah we're definitely sure. trying our best to accept the city for what it is but we've also just been kind of on the grind ever since we got here we've been working non-stop and we haven't really had the time to like be a real tourist in Philadelphia yeah. yet. Yeah. So we notice like small things like or really trash, every day trash we're pickup. Oh yeah, <laughs> trash pickup is interesting situation there. Um, also, what's the problem with the trash? It's pickup? everywhere. It's uh, everywhere on the streets and not going into a receptacle or oh, like it's okay. not getting. It was just funny because yeah. New Orleans is dirty. Yeah. Uh -huh. It really is, but I guess it's so much smaller. When you're in a bigger city, you just realize it. But anyways, it doesn't really matter. You guys have mass transit. Yeah, and that's like, what's tight. So funny. Everybody in we enjoy that. hates the transportation. Or like, I always hear poor things about it. I was like, well, you don't come from New Orleans where... Where you laugh at tourists that try to take the bus. You're yeah. like, oh man, it's never... It's not coming. It's like, you are going to get from point A to B, but it's going to take you a very long time. Yeah, you might as well just walk it. New Orleans ain't that big. Yeah, it's kind of like the weather. Everybody complains about public transportation, but my, my experiences on it are pretty good. I'm pr yeah. pretty pro public yeah. transportation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just not bad at all. So yeah, so, I mean, it's nice. So yeah. uh, I should, I guess, I should separate you two. Uh, Michelle, you mm -hmm. introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm Michelle uh, Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I write some of the songs here that we um, perform and try and get across our and, feelings and whatnot, I guess. And Kimberly? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Kimberly Vice. I'm the partner in crime. Yeah, musical soulmate. Oh, yeah. And you, yeah. Uh, you, you tend towards... Why is he partner in crime? You tend toward the, the guitar, right? Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So well, she does play uke too. She does, yeah, because yeah. I've heard like a, a dual uke sound from you as well, haven't <laughs> yeah. I? Yeah. Um, so, so when did uh, you two meet? When did this all start? Let's see. Like two thousand and six. Well, yeah. We met each other in high school, mm-hmm. uh, ju- our junior year. Yeah. Is that outside New Orleans? Outside in Slidell, we went to Slidell High. Yeah, we were <laughs> in history class together. She sat behind me. And we had a really amazing, absolutely insane history teacher that we both loved. Mr. Page. Mr. Page, who talked to the class with his finger, his index finger. Good, <laughs> good morning, my good, good people. people. <laughs> Today's date is... <laughs> and uh, But anyway, so it all started out then. I knew that Kim was in a band with someone in high school, actually, with our friend Lauren Busby at the time. <laughs> and I was so jealous because... I mean, I wasn't writing music then, but I loved music, and I was super shy. I did, like, theater and band, and she was in a band and, like, did her own thing. <laughs> if you can even say that. It was a band. It was, you played music with someone but in high I school. Would, like, play that was rare. Then at, like, Starbucks. And... Yeah. <laughs> what were your musical interests at, uh, I guess, your teenagers at, at that point? Oh, yeah. I don't even want to say over this right now. Well, well, the one thing I was going to say, what oh, we, Regina, Spectre. Regina Spectre was like one of the first artists that we both were like, oh, I love, and like Fiona, Fiona Apple probably. Yeah, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Jeff Buckley, yeah. yeah, yeah I got to meet him a couple times. Really? You did? Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, Michelle when, is obsessed. Yeah, I totally am very, very obsessed with Jeff Buckley. He was... Uh, I'm tearing up a little. He was quite a, quite a guy. I mean, even oh in a gosh. brief meeting, like you could really feel that there was something... You have special and unique yeah. about him. Yeah. Oh my god. That's my my CD's autographed over there. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness. When people ask us about our influences, like he's the first name out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's a special so, vocalist. I mean, he really. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You know I'm a I big mean, fan of his father as well, Tim. Oh Buckley. yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, I honestly haven't really listened to Tim Buckley all too much. I probably should because that's obviously where he got it from. Yeah. But yeah, for sure, big influence. Da 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 da
your parents musical at all either? No, my mother can sing. My mother can sing a little bit, but not really. They're not musically inclined. She Mm -hmm. didn't play any music of any sort. And honestly, we didn't grow up listening to like amazing, incredible music. I feel like it's for both of us. It's it's been like like, yeah. I mean, it's been like country, nineties pop country. Yeah, uh, constantly learning. Like we didn't grow up in in the environment where you're able to listen to really great music. And I never was able to even seek it out until I got older. That's what's Like, so until funny. we moved to New Orleans, probably. It's just yeah. like that. I mean, Justin, if anything, our mutual friend, Justin, Justin <laughs> he introduced me to a lot of incredible music. Like, this one friend that is, like, a total shining star weirdo. In, like, you know, the whole high school scene where everyone's just trying to fit in. This guy stuck out like a sore thumb. But he definitely influenced both of us, actually, in a lot of the music that we love. What today. music was he mm-hmm. hip to? I mean, he was the one that introduced me to Tori Amos, Jeff Buckley, Regina Spector, um, Radiohead. Yeah. Um, Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. I did not even... All I listened to was the radio. I did musicals, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, he opened up this whole world of music that I had no clue about. I remember when he moved across the country, I was like... I had the last hangout with him. I was like, you, I don't know if you know this, but you molded me to who I am by giving me this one CD, you know? This one mix CD. It just changed everything. So, that's... For me, it was guys who worked in record stores who had that special knowledge that, you know, like, you need to hear this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's so great. I was like, I was listening to Outkast and Deftones and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, I don't know. This stuff. Oh, yeah. Like Tool. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm ashamed. Don't. Even. No, don't be ashamed. no so, you're right. So, how did you two get together musically? Though, when did you decide to do something musical together? Over the years, we eventually moved in together in yeah. New Orleans. It's like and 2010, we moved together. We lived. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I was cast in this play where, like, my part was only like 20 minutes, and the show itself was about two hours. So I was always backstage by myself with a piano. And at the time, I wrote. I loved to write poetry. So then I just started, you know, I grew up in a musical environment in plays and in uh, and, and choir and band, you know, I gen- knew general in knowledge of music. And then I started just like writing music on the piano and just like matching it to the to my poetry. And then as we became friends, it was always me playing Kim, my songs and Kim playing me her songs and we were just, and we were just yeah and we were harmonizing with each other and then eventually we had we met this friend Becca Skinner right uh, she was yeah, the real yeah. one who was like why don't you guys play together yeah, and like, we're why like don't you be a band why like, don't we do that <laughs> I guess we could do that so then eventually that's what that's exactly what happened we're like just practice really hard we met the guys that are a part of community records in New Orleans which is like this nonprofit record label there and they really influenced us to like get more involved actually i think they like booked us for like a a show before we even had really too much right and then we're like "Uh oh okay so we got like a couple of months to like play a bunch of open mics and practice in front of people because we had no idea how to even do it we were both so shy like so shy. Oh my god. Were you doing, yeah. co- were you doing yeah. covers too? I heard a few covers when oh, I yeah. saw you a few nights ago. We've always ago. liked to do covers like for a, sure. Yeah, a couple Just covers. because of, like the the harmonious aspect is really fun to like capture people's like response. Like oh yeah, they love it. I love it. it works. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not, surpri- I'm not surprised to hear you you live together because your musical meshing is so uh, dead on. You know, it's yeah. you're so locked in and you're yeah. so in tune with each other that like this is obviously somebody who's really bared down and put in the work to yeah, uh, yeah. to make this happen. Like we said earlier, that we've always just felt like musical soulmates. It was never hard to never. to fall into Michelle. Like whatever she was writing, I just I knew my place. Just like I'm guessing how she feels yeah. about anything that I write. Yeah, for sure. And that's like a deep love for harmonies in general. And uh, like you, I think you had mentioned yesterday, or the, whenever you came onto the show, something about the Andrew sisters. Did you mention the Andrew I sisters? I mentioned the Boswell oh, sisters, the Boswell but sisters. the Andrew sisters was yeah. one of the first records yeah. I had as a kid, actually. Oh and we, yeah, we completely well, love the Andrew sisters. That's something as well. we bonded over too, because we were both like we knew every word to Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Yeah, and, and like Boy. just being silly, like harmonizing it to yeah, it. And it's, the, yeah, and that's kind of. Yeah, like I was just thinking today. I was driving around listening to your record and thinking about like that special thing that really makes harmony so, uh, you know, so captivating. Yeah. It, it is that I, I think that you know uh, when you sing and you communicate, you want to uh, transcend yourself somehow, yeah. and and uh, and having that second voice there mm-hmm. in unison, it, it it is almost like you've merged mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's like that complete communication that yeah, sort of happens absolutely. the climax that you didn't even know you needed yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so funny whenever i'm playing music for someone they're like oh you write music play me a tune and i'll play it i'm like they're like that's really amazing I'm like you should hear kim now kim's gotta be here like you don't understand <laughs> it makes, yeah feel the same way like when this we're sounds, together it's yeah just like, it's uh, a whole different thing it's like funny too because you'll play all the time at home by ourselves you know what i mean and then we get together and it's just like uh, sweet release you know like finally this is way better you know i, I was i'm a big everly brothers fan i've been for for years and you know just really you know uh, poured over those records but then later to hear their solo records and like i love each of their voices but like the solo records like you you can almost hear that second harmony it seems like part of them is missing to listen to it you know Uh, so uh you both were you both do the song right i guess they're they're credited to hestina i think on the yeah yeah on the release Mm -hmm. yeah what do you both what what separates you as songwriters do you think separates (laughs) us as songwriters oh she can like turn them out and I like have to like I just like sit there I can't turn them out (laughs) I can't turn them out we're both I would say like we're definitely not the band that comes out with an album every couple of months you know what I mean we are very we take a lot of time to create uh, our songs, you know what I mean? We don't we don't really know what we're playing, you know, yeah. like I don't know or how least... to really play the ukulele or like the notes that I'm playing <laughs> and stuff like that. People always ask me like, you want to jam? I'm like, hell no. This is that. I do not jam. I wish I could. I'll sit in. I might touch the drums a little. <laughs> but like, yeah, we don't like we've just been starting to play more together recently, if mm-hmm. anything. Which has been also the beneficial part of moving away from New Orleans is moving from that constant lifestyle to having a little bit more time to really focus and hone in on yeah. um, being more creative with New each other. New Orleans is so lively. There's always something. There's always something to distract you. There's always something to do. Everyone's always wasted. Let's music. get on. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> there's always a bar to go to. And I guess that you could live that lifestyle wherever. But like I think. But we bars needed... close here at a normal hour. Yeah. yeah bars don't close there. I'll yeah. stay at one. I'll stay at one until the sun comes up in New Orleans. Yeah. 
more than once a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. I, I think that experience is, is on the record, though. I mean, I think it really, yeah. there is a sound of uh, a lived in life here. Oh, these aren't, yeah, for sure. Yeah, these aren't bedroom records of somebody, you know, who's yeah. immersed in their own mindset. They're sort of out in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely weren't. Definitely super independent women. We've never been coddled by our families. Both have been on our own as soon as we graduated high school. Yeah. Um, even like before. Since we were like 13 or yeah. 14. What, yeah. what, are your, what are your families like? What? I mean... <laughs> Should we get into that? It's <laughs> a long story. Let's play a song. <laughs> I mean, I grew up with a big old family. Huge family. So we just didn't really have a lot anyways. Uh, like technically i have seven other siblings and yeah just didn't have a lot of money definitely me and my twin brother are like the black sheep of our family he is an artist too but he's more like he paints it as a sculptor he lives in boston we're the only ones who've ever moved away from louisiana you know we're the only ones who are creative so it's definitely like if that helps you paint you know everyone in my family is just like pretty conservative christian and we are just the exact opposite no offense. Oh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but but yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a similar family where there was yeah. nobody to bounce these interests off yeah, of at all. Like, yeah, I'd present yeah. something like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how about, how about yeah. you? My, my mother was always the more artistic one. Um, yeah. I grew up in a super um, Christian home. My parents are Methodist or were Methodist. I'm not sure what they're identifying as now. Um, my mother's Filipino immigrant. She moved here when she was like six, though. So she's been in the United States her entire life. Yeah, I, I, I always had, think my story is so uninteresting, so I don't, like, really say it out loud often. But, uh, yeah, I have a, I was an only child for most of my life um, until I was about nine. I have a 18-year-old sister now. She's an artist as well. She, um, she paints and is an illustrator. Yeah, I don't know. So your mom did, did encourage, <laughs> encourage an artistic side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I my, would say your parents are both pretty supportive of. Yeah, your they're decisions. super supportive. My mom, yeah, they bought me my first guitar at I was like maybe fourteen, um, seventh grade. They've always just been like, oh, this is what you like. They bought me a piano when I was like six, but I never really took to it. I would just play with it and make up songs on my own, and I would always write and sing to myself. I was definitely musically That's inclined yeah 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 my mom was always like yes yes and, and I played in choirs and I was in like church choir and I was in um ensembles and stuff like that but um was, was the Christianity thing uh, oppressive for uh for oh, you growing up certainly. both of you or oh. either of you oh yeah I mean like it was it was only oppressive in the way that you don't want to disappoint mama yeah. Mama wants you to go to heaven when you die. So live, live a Christian life. <laughs> if you're life not, if you're not, you've got to just lie through your teeth to make her make sure she knows. Like I'm, I'm going to heaven for sure. But then it, it did eventually get too much. And I remember as soon as I, because my mom could be pretty like aggressive in that manner of being like, you have to do this and be this way and blah 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 blah. So eventually it did. Like as soon as I moved out, it was like I'm not actually question i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> you just gotta know the truth about me i would like you to know that you could still be a good person without this, yeah yeah you know? that was more my my mother's focus is about being like a good person i mean they definitely like were like 
a praying family. Like, we would, like, pray at dinner and, like, they're very... See, your family's a real Christian family and my family's, like... Well, my mom is, like... We're all hypocrites. They're hypocrites. No. Like, there's just, like, there's no real... I mean, like, in the way of my mom being, like, she never went to church. We did not pray before dinner. Mm -hmm. It was all about, you know, status. Like, status. Yeah. I grew up, yeah, Catholic. Where you were like Methodist, right? Yeah, but like we bounced around to several. Like my my parents' thing was that like they wanted to find the right religion, I guess, that would like suit or like a place that they felt comfortable in a community that was right for them and their family. So like we we went to like a Pentecostal church, we went to a Methodist church, we went to a Catholic church, and they like and a Baptist church, and we like shopped for like our religion, uh, but we ended in up at yeah Methodist. Like a good community, a nice community where there weren't like, I don't know, creeps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if I hear uh, hear uh, you know the Bible one. verse working into your lyrics oh. at all. I don't think. Yeah, I know, but there's a lot of talk about being like your mother. Just I, I have heard a little of that. Do you think uh, as the time ticks on here, do you think oh, we can get another song in I right now? Maybe. Song. Oh yeah, big big blue maybe. What about, what's our most Christian anthem? <laughs> this actually, this is funny. There is this line in there that says, um, we'll f- but not like the fascists will flow towards the big blue. That's kind of like my uh, <laughs> little way of saying, like, I don't know. I, I still believe that good people go somewhere, I guess. So this one's called Big Blue. Stay right, me away. 
Beautiful, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you're, uh, you were playing some new songs when I saw you uh, on yeah. Thursday night. Yep. Uh, yep. Is is the uh, subject matter uh, changing over time with the uh, with the band? Well, forever changing. I don't know if it's. Like, well, what's the underlying? Is there something underlying? You say. Think I mean, I feel like with, with. At least for me personally, and I guess actually for you too, I don't know. It's always about what affects me most day to day, you know, which is what is always expected of us, right? You got to fall in love, you got to get married, you got to have kids, you got to have a good job, you got to survive, you got to keep going, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like it's always whatever is on my mind, which is usually those things, is usually what, what I'm singing about. A lot of the time it's just like, fuck the man anthem, or like, <laughs> um, I don't know, fuck what's supposed to be normal, what you view as normal, or what you think I'm supposed to be, yeah. which is normal. And then, obviously, love. It's like, ruled by emotion, or like, what what you're going through, yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, I, I kept finding, actually, in a lot of our newer songs, there's this one word that keeps poking out, and it was... We write songs separately, kind of, so it's funny that it kind of ended up being like this, but this word keeps popping up, which is teeth. (laughs) And lyrically, right? (laughs) I know. It is kind of funny. It's just teeth, like, uh, grind, grind my teeth into the night is, like, one of the common, like, lyrics in one of my songs. It is kind of a point um, where stress is uh, Exactly. Yeah. And then also yours is Smile Through My Teeth and Dunno, yeah. and that's yeah. track. And um, also I have another song that I didn't play called 9 to 5. That's a little song that's kind of about the normalities, like, of people who are married and have kids and in love work these jobs, you know, and his is, the lyric in that is cobalt teeth, which is kind of like this little really freaky image in my head of, like, this guy, it starts with, he's got Vaseline streaks, yeah, with your cobalt teeth. And it's just like, kind of like this slick back, perfect, like your teeth are so, so white, white, they're, they're blue, blue, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you've got this perfect life, kind of, uh, or what you view as perfect. Yeah, so it's like a little bit of just like, when I think about it, it's just, yeah, what's expected of us. Like, what... And how it can cause us stress and frustration. And I find that, like, musically, maybe, for me, lyrically, when I'm thinking or having, like, hard feelings about something, it's funny that it always ends up being, like, about things that really frustrate me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think in some ways, I mean, some of the elements are sort of antique, you know, the, the yeah. ukulele itself, you know, sort of draws ideas of the 1920s in some ways yeah. but but uh well, i think what makes the record sound so modern is that is that maybe uh, modern stress is it yeah i don't know there's there there's a there's a uh, there's a a certain uh, black cloud i yeah, feel like absolutely. over our times and somewhere in the music this yeah. uh, this tension yeah for sure what, what do you think about the times what do you think of uh, all I, the issues that are going say, through I all the time i would say you know we 
we're probably on the same page about what's going on. I'm a bit, I can be a bit of a pessimist, you know, about how things are going. But man, every single day finds so much beauty in humanity. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about this anymore. I mean, of course, we're worrying about it every day constantly because we're afraid for ourselves and our and our peers and like people around us. Yeah. But I just feel like we'll be there for each other at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, like fuck the government. Like, whatever. You know what? I, yeah, you know what? The, all the coats that I don't wear this this winter, I'm just going to hand them to somebody on the street. You know what I mean? If, if I can do anything for my fellow man without having to go through... It's like if we can find all through the people the programs that, that like I got. that and just yeah. still survive, be yeah. our little pack. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I always get down on myself about, like, oh, I'm just a musician. Like, what are you really doing for people? Mm-hmm. And, like, then I kind of realize that music does drive people to keep going, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, lyrically, once again, it can kind of bring hope in a way, even though our music is so sad, that there's a moment of, like, solidarity there, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so I did kind of notice that, we're kind of really great at writing sad songs, which is funny because sometimes I'll open up a show by being like, hi, we're Hestina, and we're here to make you cry. <laughs> but... I, I admit, I, I wept Thursday night I, I watching you play. Absolutely. I Absolutely. love it. I love it. I love people come up to me and like, we were crying. I'm like, uh-huh. great. That was the point. I wanted to shake you to your core. Yeah. No, but... Um, so there are a few tracks on the new album, though, where it's there is a little bit more light at the end. You know what I mean? There's... Like Jaded. Do you want to sing Jaded actually right now? We can do it. Okay, Let's sure. sing it. We, right. It's beautiful. But this song is a little, it's sad, but at the end, it's it comes together. You What's know, this how, new album that you're dropping on me right now? You have well, a new album? Uh, yeah, we're in the, well, I mean, yeah, there's definitely going to be a new album. But yeah. That's kind of like the whole point of us moving here was to work on that mm-hmm. to get it going. So Kimberly's been like, raking in some new tracks herself and also like with playing together more so i think you'll be playing guitar on this or bass right right Mm -hmm. yeah so but right now we're just gonna sing it yeah to end on a hopeful note because you might be late okay you're right one four father so you know i'm jaded and I'm shady, glad you made it. Porcelain walls don't hold back much when you're armed with a hammer, boy, and crutch.
with baggage that don't exist And the reason we'll always survive Is a reason we'll always survive A reason we'll always survive Is help me shed some light Some That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It sounds uh, promising for the for the new record. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So so what what can Philadelphia do for you? What are you, what are you looking for from Philadelphia that you haven't? We just love some support. Uh, I mean, our stepping stone. Yeah. You know, yeah. our girder belt. Keep me in. You know, let's get it together. <laughs> let's, let's do this. I don't know. Yeah, so that's kind of like the plan, you know. Where where can the people get a hold of you if they wanted to to, to book you or have you play in a club? Uh, Our um, website, Hestina, mm-hmm. HestinaMusic.com. Yeah, you can get to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Gmail. Um, you can learn our names and stalk us on our Facebook. Just kidding, don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, any of those. Any of those, you can contact us through there, and we'll get in contact as soon as we can. That's great, so, and uh, mm-hmm. available, uh, you know, uh, online and other places. Blossom Talk, the yeah, uh, yeah Blossom Talk, Spotify and iTunes is where Blossom Talk. You can hear that. We have some shows coming up this November, but we're still booking more as we go along. So that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, Finally emerging in Philadelphia scene. Yes. I was like, how many shows have you played? Have you played any? We're like. Well, we've been playing in surrounding areas. Most of them have been outside of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Where, where else York. have you played? We played in Newburgh, New York for a festival and at this little spot called The Warehouse in uh, New York City on this rooftop somewhere in Brooklyn. We played as Ross Talks or what was it? A Mass Talks Festival. Yeah. And, oh God, we have a show in Baltimore too coming up. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> I forgot about that. Nate just asked me. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I know you guys have a, have a hard out. You want to uh, run out and, and make some money out in the world, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got my first day at a catering job today. So. Have you done catering before? A while ago, but uh, I've worked like in service industry before, so yeah. just got to hand people cheese and crackers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip, smile a lot. You want you done with that? I'll take it. <laughs> and they eat their food in the back, right? Right before you throw it in the trash can. Just kidding. That's my <laughs> Well, thank you so yeah, so much for coming so out much, and guys. talking and uh, playing a few songs, yeah. and uh, very excited to see uh, where else you uh, where you take this music. It's uh, you've got an incredible uh, pairing together here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I hope that we get the most out of it. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Dan. Yeah. yeah. 
please don't delay but decay away the bad stuff away the bad stuff cause life's hard enough to try damn near anything to survive just remember prevention will always be in your control just remember open up your mouth every once in a That's it for today's show. Thanks so much to Kimberly and Michelle for making it happen. I hope Philadelphia is exactly the girdle you're looking for. 
They're booking shows all over the area and are performing live, so find out more at hestinamusic.com, and I highly recommend their debut, Blossom Time. As for me, you can check out my writing on film at Falker.com. That's P-H-A-W-K-E-R.com. Hear me spinning jazz and beyond at WPRB Princeton Mondays from 11 a.m. EST to 2 p.m., both over the air, and at WPRB.com. And I hope you will return back soon for more Fun to Know. We're free, I tell you. So wake up. It's time. When you were like, I think we can learn more about this if we don't use our phones and we just write down the we write down the directions. And I was like, no, man, I like the map being in front of my face. I like learning from the map being there. It's nice, you know. I can learn a lot from the map. But you know what? You learn oh a lot God. more about your surroundings when you're actually looking dependent at it. Dependent upon it, too. Or dependent just, on yeah. it and, like, looking around. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, she is so right. <laughs> oh, Kim was so right. <laughs> so next time, I, like, t- like today, I was like, I wish I had time. I want to go buy a map. I want to yeah. go buy a map of Philadelphia Yeah. now instead of relying on my phone.